lot, but ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you the amount of fight that occurred with those lawyers, the time and the amount of lawyers that had to work on that, they lost money. Everyone's like, oh, well, that's a big money. No, they lost money. Katy Perry sneezes, and that much money's in her handkerchief. That's exactly okay. right. No, that's right. <laughs> not quite sure how sneezing had anything to do with it, but that's okay. Well, just green in the hanky was the whole point. Uh, yeah. I, uh, okay, <laughs> nice, nice. Like, that's why Cal's behind the glass and we're on this side. But he's exactly. still got a microphone. I know, we're going to cut that mic off. Okay, and then we're going to talk about a Showtime uh, lawsuit with Whitney Houston's uh, Family, Bobby Brown uh, sh- uh, sued Showtime. Say that three times. We're also, there's a whole bunch of things. Meatloaf, we got to talk about not the meatloaf you eat, but Meatloaf the singer is actually sued for I Would Do Anything for Love. One of my favorite songs song. of all time. And it's just, there's a lawsuit, copyright lawsuit, and it settles. And we're going to discuss that. We also got, then we're going to pay, then we're going to jump into the sports realm. You know, we've got a lot of issues about sports franchises, lawsuits against basketball teams. The Raiders uh, take a big, uh, a big win against the city of Oakland. We're going to talk about all that. Well, thanks for joining us. Again, I'm your host, Frederick Penny. Come on back. We're going to get into case or no case. If you'd rather listen to streaming, Wait for a minute. We'll be streaming as soon as we can on Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. Thanks for listening. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo, but first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? 
Yes, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por questus purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd, Todd do it. it. Me? <laughs> Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general. The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on RadioLawTalk.com as well. Today we, we decided decide to, to walk to school. school. At the corner, we, we waited to cross, cross the street. street. The stoplight counted down. down. 15, 14, 41, 31, I mean 13. We, we took a left on Carroll Garden cool Street. Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds. I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, Earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, steps we, we hugged goodbye. goodbye. I really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. I like that show. This is Radio Law Talk. Well, we're about ready to start the most important part of Radio Law Talk, and that's Case or No Case. Cal, go ahead if you can, roll that. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Sure, why not? Nothing else to do, right? I'm going to uh, start off the story, uh, the uh, case or no case today, with a story about Cindy Sparkler Danielson. Say that five times fast. Cindy Sparkler Danielson. She had a problem because of an ugly incident in the late 1960s in which her fingers were burned. Two of them became inflexible because of scar tissue, ending her career as a rock and roll musician. Of course, she was only seven at the time, so she didn't have a career, but the dream dies hard. <laughs> like those people, Mr. Penny, uh, my kid's NFL career was about ready to take off. How old is he now? Nine. Yeah. He was in an auto accident, and now he will not be an NFL player. Oh, okay. Let's, let's sue for that one. So Sparkler became a concert buff. She just loved rock and roll music. So one time she went to an appearance of the band Blue Cheer at the Winterland Arena in San Francisco in the 1970s. And in her thinking, the music was so good. And then later on, while playing around online, she saw that someone uh, on, a, on a classic concert site, she saw that someone had sneaked a recorder into that show and made a bootleg recording of the actual concert. And, oh, by the way, the tape was now for sale. So Sparkler bought the tape. And she listened. And she said, this is just a bunch of music in the background of people cheering and talking amongst themselves. I want my money back. All $179 of it. Cindy did well in the dot-com boom. A disappointed Miss Danielson sought counsel because the seller refused on the grounds it was a live recording, and he made no guarantee of quality. Cindy said, I can't even tell if this is the real band or the real show. 
And so I ask you, case or no case, when someone provides a concert recording, do they have any obligation? I'm going to start to see. I'm going to start with Mr. Penny. It's Fred's turn to. Yeah, start. I want to. I want to clarify some <laughs> yeah. stuff. Well, let's let's go through because. Sure. I mean, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but but this I'm so confused. Well, as it turns out, neither am I. Yeah, so. I know. So Cindy Sparkler Donaldson. Right. Let me. So Danielson. Danielson. So uh, at age seven, she wanted to become a. You know, she wanted famous... to play music. Right. Okay, I got that. So she, she goes to a concert hand, yeah, yeah. in the 1970s. Right. So she was young. She was a 60s child. She hurt her hand. Okay. But later on, when she was an adult, somebody she saw had bootlegged this blue chair concert. Stop. The one from the 1970s. Correct. But this was oh. a re- yeah. So this was an old tape, but a modern attempt to buy it online for 179 bucks. And she bought it for 179. And she said, "I can't even hear the band. I'm not even sure it's even them." I, I, you know. So so she was bummed and upset. So I ask you, Mr. Penny, case or no case? Well, absolutely it's a case because it's so stupid and realistic. I mean, that's the dumbest thing in the world I've ever, ever heard. So absolutely it's a case. Okay. And she's got too much money to deal with in her life. So yeah, yeah. she, the 179 bucks, she sued. I, I believe that actually is a case. And she sued. But I don't think that there's, you know, I, I guess a lot of it depends upon on the Internet when she bought it online, did it have any guarantees or warranties of the quality or, or what it's supposed to sound like. Because the 1970s, I did live through that era, and I'll guarantee you, I have some tapes from the 19... Well, I might still have them around. Good luck and listen to anything. It was reel-to-reel back then, wasn't it? Well, I, I, this I was a cassette. This was a cassette. I don't know how. In the, it must have been late 70s, but I bet you it didn't sound very good <laughs> for sure. Or maybe it was my band I was in didn't sound very good. <laughs> Either way. Maybe it was both. <laughs> so Case, yes, and she does not prevail. All right. Uh, going uh, to the dealer's left, Mr. Kunin, what say you, Case or no Case? And, and Fred, what did you play in that band? Were you like the lead, lead saxophone player? No, I was a pianist. <laughs> I've been playing the piano since I was six years old. We, you, you know, know that? We, we need to get. I've been playing the guitar since mm-hmm. I was 15 and piano since I was eight. We, we should we should take this show on the road. Denise, can you sing? I can sing. All right, great, Cal. I've, I, well, I've unfortunately played both keyboards and guitar my instruments are taken but i can fake the bass yeah you know he plays the spoons that's what he plays i like it all right all right i've I've stalled long enough look you know this this case here reminds me of uh you know let's just change things a little bit if somebody purchased uh, back when it was illegal a bag of marijuana that turned out not to be a marijuana would they have a case because they purchased something that was illegal and if I'm not mistaken. The reason they call them bootleg copies is because there's a copyright issue and they didn't have the authorization to record the dang thing to begin with. So um, I think that this probably happened, but no case can be filed over this. And if she does file it, she's almost admitting some sort of liability on her part for knowingly trying to purchase an unauthorized uh, recording of something. So I'm going to say it's a true occurrence but no case materialized out of there's nothing was filed okay very well Ms. i Dirks? still don't know what the significance is of the injury to the case i'm trying to well, figure that out okay. caused her to be a concert goer oh, okay. instead of being All a right. player she decided she was a music fan so she liked to listen because she couldn't play oh okay That's what no it it's not it's a red herring what, it's what we what? call the red herring in any kind of a factual scenario <laughs> what's a red herring I'm, okay. do you know what the origin designed of designed to red throw herring you is? off what it's designed to throw you off. The red herring? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So um, 
<laughs> so I'm thinking about this, and I, I'm kind of on the same page as Todd because I feel like Blue Cheer is the one that could actually sue for copyright infringement. And well, yeah. she bought a bootleg tape. She, she can't enforce that because basically it's a criminal act. She can't go in and have the court sanction the criminal act, and per purchase is a criminal act as well. But what's the statute of limitations on a bootleg tape? Well, okay, you're asking me that question. Statute of limitations on a bootleg tape is what's the length of the copyright? Yeah. Right? Basically. Okay. Fair enough. So is that, does that make sense? 35 years. So yeah. I'm going to say this. 1970, that's, that's way long past. I, I have to say this. I feel like it's a true scenario, but she did not sue. Okay. We got that That's going. That's what I'd like to say. We got about 30 so no seconds case. left. So we're gonna, when we come back, we're going to find out uh, whether or not Denise, Todd, or Fred's right on case or no case. I, I think Denise and I kind of got the got there the same way, but you did say there was a case, right? No, I said there's no case. So there's case. no case. Isn't Fred Penny says there's a case? Yeah. Please. Okay, so you say scenario case, scenario case. case. I say case. Okay. Wait, s- scenario no case was filed. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, right. We'll be back. All right. Stick around. More is coming all right, right up on Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-617-9312 800-617-9312 800-617-9312 that's 800-617-9312 
Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed National forests are essential to life majestic and grand they clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild, and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. Smile. Smile, buddy. Come on. Smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism. And we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks. Emmy. If you pay more attention, you'll take your cake. Radio Law Talk. Now, back to the show. What a name. Cindy Sparkler Donaldson is the name of the lady that was in the 70s watching the Blue Cheer uh, band. Danielson. Uh, yeah. Danielson, yes. Danielson, yeah, yeah. Okay, Danielson, Donaldson, <laughs> Sparkler, Cindy. Tomato, it's, tomato, whatever. Whatever. And then, don't forget, so she gets this bootleg copy uh, recently and pays $179 for it and here listens to it and it's like... Of this, of this actual concert that she went to when she was a young gal and in the 70s, and she's upset because it's a bunch of gobbledygook. You can hardly hear anything. Uh, it's an old cassette tape, and uh, you know the question is, can she sue this individual who, quote, had this, what some say, this bootlegged uh, 
copy uh, or not. And, yeah, and, and she's not suing the band. She's no, suing no. the guy in the, right. in the audience who had who, this. Right, thing. who sold it. And she suspected when she hears it that, you know, this guy just has a scam. Of sending a bunch of noise and people talking, and it's not even. He probably sells fake copies of hundreds of shows. Who knows? But this is the one she looked for. So she she actually um, burned her fingers by her sparkler. Correct. That's why they call her Cindy Sparkler. That's why she's called Cindy Sparkler because she she couldn't play the guitar anymore. So she became a fan by going to concerts instead. Okay, Cal. So Denise and and. uh, Todd both say it is not a case, but it's a real scenario. I said it's a case, and she loses. Go ahead, Cal. So now I don't know how to score this. <laughs> I do. Give it all to me. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> For those of you who say this was a case, may I see? Uh, okay, well, no. Oh, okay. man. Right. For those of you who say this was a real scenario, may I see? Uh, oh, 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 my oh, gosh. We all lost. <laughs> For a guy who didn't know how to score this, you came to your conclusion pretty quick. <laughs> yep. You the, faked us out. The lovely Cindy Sparkler Danielson is a figment of your pal Cal's imagination. And that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What's is, it tell about Cal's, what he thinks about late at night? case, or in this case, no case. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that was no case, absolute full trickery. And yeah. Cal Hunter just getting the lawyers to, to fall for it. We we got zeros all the way across. So. All the way across. And next hour, by the way, or next time on Case or No Case, I will take you to Galveston, Texas. Allegedly. Well, the, the, <laughs> sen- <laughs> the scenario. <laughs> the scenario will take you to Galveston, all right. Texas. All right. That's Case or No Case. Thanks hey, thanks, Cal. Yep. So, look, you know, the latest news, we try to step on the latest news. And usually, you know, this is a weekend show. And. It's pretty rare that big things happen over the weekend, but Epstein just, uh, you know, was found dead in his jail cell. So let's back up those of you who have been, again, I always say living under a rock, who Epstein is. Latest I saw, he's worth about a billion dollars. And he made his money by uh, on Wall Street, right, as one of those financiers and, 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 and I don't know, hedge fund Hedge fund guys. I, so, so, so he claims. I mean, his yeah. most his most recent claim I, somebody had heard was they couldn't find any of his documentation, and his claim was, well, it, it was lost when the towers went down in 9/11, because yeah. apparently there was no digital copy anywhere. But so there were the, the basic allegations. He was arrested in New York at his at one of his uh, uh, apparently 72 million dollar is it a 72 million dollar um, New York mansion, and uh, he he was arrested and he's. Uh, apparently being um, prosecuted for sex trafficking, among other things, with young girls. Now, here's the interesting thing that, to be noted, there was a former uh, case quite some time ago against him, a civil case, that he settled out of court. No, a criminal. No, a criminal case that they settled out of court uh, for kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's they uh, he's in he's in prison, being held, in jail, being held. And, and the issue was is... He tried to get bail, and they said no because he's a flight risk because he has two or three jets. So some interesting facts about – let's go behind the scenes about these jets. It's a Boeing 727. is kind of the more famous uh, uh, jet that he has, and it's called Lolita Express. Again, Lolita Express is what his jet is called, and it's a customized 727. Those of you who don't know how what that is, that's a – 
that's a pretty big Boeing jet. I mean, for a private jet. It's not one of the bigger ones that you get onto and fly around in, like, Southwest or Delta or United, but it's pretty big for a private jet. Wasn't the JFK uh, Air Force One a 727? For some reason, might, I'm thinking might have it been. Was. Yeah. Well, I thought there's 737s. It might but, have been, yeah, yeah. But I'll most look. of them are 737 or I'll above. Look. So anyway, that's where some underage girls were alleged to have been taken to the his homes in Florida and this uh, resort, Denise, that we were just looking at is a massive resort. Um, I mean, it's like it's a, a private private island. Private island. Mm-hmm. And then you, you notice something different about that island that that isn't normal, which is the, his house or his. Well, the main his bedroom is off to the right side of the main house. It doesn't even attach yeah. to the main house. Separate. So it's a separate bedroom and it's kind of just I don't know. It doesn't feel right. So the other thing that was interesting about this is now it's going to be, uh, you know, the who's who are going to be brought in. And first of all, we knew that the pilots were going to be subpoenaed to testify or at least put under oath to figure out what they knew or what they saw. And and, and let's, let's back up to this, this plane. Who has been on this plane with him? Now, again, we're going to mention this. This does not mean these people have done anything wrong. I mean, don't forget, I, I brought this up many a times. There's so many people that people rub shoulders with. You never know what they're doing behind the scenes. You don't know. And if they're if they find out there's something wrong with them, doesn't mean that you're like, you know, doing it also. So you have to understand that. But it's very interesting. This guy was so well known that uh, Prince Andrew's been in on this jet. Harvard professor uh, Alan Dershowitz has been on it. Um, and how do you know that these people have been on it? They have flight logs. They have to keep flight logs on this. Uh, some of the other people um, uh, who have been on has been probably the one most notable is President uh, Clinton. Um, and in fact, President Clinton had said, uh, you know, nothing had occurred. And I'm going to jump on President Clinton's side on this one. You know, he does. He's not traveling by himself. He's traveling with Secret Service. The odds of something happening when President Clinton's on there is slim and none, in my opinion. And that goes for President <laughs> Trump because That's he exactly also right. was. In, um, yeah, yeah, he also was uh, involved with Mr. Yes, Einstein. but it, but but he's never been, to my knowledge, Epstein. on the plane. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe Trump. I mean, Trump had his own plane. Uh, right. I don't think Clinton no. does. But yeah, you've got you got Clinton, former Secretary of or National Security Advisor Sandy Berger, the President of Colombia Andres Pastrana, Naomi Campbell, the the yes. model. Um, let's see, another Harvard Harvard alum, the President of Harvard, Larry Summers, yep. and and Kevin Spacey, Chris Tucker. You know, well, actually, yeah. Kevin Spacey was kind of a big. Event where they went for it was Clinton, Kevin Spacey, Chris Tucker went to Africa on his plane to do a project to raise uh, uh, raise awareness about poverty and AIDS. And so you know, I, hey, why not go on that? You know, President Clinton, that's a good thing to do. And, and, and one thing that we should point out also is it's common for folks that have jets to. Epstein might not have even been on the jet when it went. I mean, right. it could be one of those things where, let's say, Bill Clinton wants to go to Africa to, to do this outreach for poverty and AIDS and says to Epstein, can we use your jet? And Epstein says, sure, I'll, you know, I'll foot the bill and be some write-off for Epstein. And, and they take it and they go. And, the, I mean, they use the jet, but if Epstein wasn't on it, right. you know, there's no real association. And that's common. For well, that to happen well, as well. But the core issue here is guilt by association. That's true. What did you know? When did you know it? 
what was going on on that plane? Did you know what else was going on on that plane? But I mean, see, those are issues. Would have been issues in a trial, wouldn't it? Right, but here's the thing you're missing on that, Cal. Yeah. Guess how many times that plane was flying? Oh, millions. I mean, it's just all over the place. But just because you get on a jet... Now, if you're on the jet with Epstein all the time, that's maybe when you ask the question. That's my point. But when you are not on the plane without when he's not there, then you know, then th- that that's moot in my opinion. I would want to know on that count, Cal. I would want to know when did it become common knowledge or rumored knowledge around that it wasn't Epstein's jet, the 727, but was more commonly referred to as the Lolita Express. Right. Because That's if, a big deal. If, you are, if you are flying on a plane that has already garnered the reputation of being that, probably not the wisest move from a public relations standpoint to take that jet, but I don't know when that name started being promulgated. I don't. So. Well, here's the most interesting thing about you make sure you get your facts straight. Don't forget they have the logs. And, you know, it's rare that they cheat those up. So the President Clinton responded, I've only been on four trips on in his airplane. Sure enough, the logs show 12 trips that President Clinton was on that plane. Big deal, right? But just, you know, make sure you don't. If it you make, don't makes know you the look number, bad. don't say a yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's, I, you know, I doubt any any these people had anything to do with it. But uh, anyway, it's no longer. This trial is, is gone. Well, the criminal side of it, civil side's going to rank oh, up yeah. now. And we'll talk about that later. Well, we'll be back. We're going to talk about uh, Philadelphia Phillies are suing to keep their mascot from becoming a free agent. We'll be right back. What? Yeah. No Philly fanatic? We'll yep. talk about that and more coming up next right here on Radio Law Talk. And we thank you for listening. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds.
you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and bailing company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose, online, with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. LettyandCompany.com. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics, chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Are you serious? You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia Phillies uh, mascot in a second here, but following up on Epstein, that just you know it, we talk after the break, during the break, and it's some interesting things that Todd and Denise both brought up that I, I want to bring up about the Epstein case and about how this guy can hang himself in a jail when he's on suicide watch. It, it, exactly. You know, we talked about early on that I think it was a week ago he. They, they found him. There was a medical situation. They found marks on his neck, and he was on the ground in his cell. And it was opined that he uh, had tried to commit suicide or something along those lines. And so he was put on suicide watch. And one thing to note is that there is no one-size-fits-all suicide watch. There are varying degrees. For example, one form of suicide, the first thing that happens in all cases is they remove anything that they think you could reasonably use to fashion a, a device used to hang yourself. Like your sheet. Your, your sheets. Like your socks. Shoelaces, even. things like yeah. that. However, I will say this, unless they absolutely strip somebody naked, they're going to try to fashion some. If you're wearing pants, for example... 
There's something but you can do. But how do you hang yourself when there's nothing to hang it well, from? Well, uh, well, it's not up in the air, maybe. You can hang yourself from the side of your bed. You just have to be persistent. And, 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 and hanging yourself is a very generalized term. All that means is using some device that cuts off either the airflow or circulation to your right, brain. Right, it's a Foot of the bed, belt around, the, and just slumping down until you as- asphyxiate. I mean, that is a fairly common way. It's and not he necessarily actually didn't swinging, die. But, yeah. Of hanging himself, he caused himself to go into cardiac arrest. So when he was removed from the jail cell, he was taken to the uh, the hospital under cardiac arrest. Which which tells me this: if that's the case, it sounds like again I'm just trying to read the tea leaves here, but it sounds like he intended to hang himself. What he did was using whatever he could use. It put him into a situation where. The death was prolonged. It wasn't a hanging. Cardiac arrest was what ended up happening as a result of that. But going back to the varying forms, one is to go ahead and just take those things out. Another would be to do what's called um, periodic checks, where a guard, somebody comes by your jail cell once every 15 minutes. You are in that type of monitoring where you can time those, and there's a lot of time in a 15-minute time span. Then it gets a little bit more invasive where you have what's called one-to-one, where somebody is actually sitting there, and you are no further than arm's length away from this person. And then the most invasive one for Suicide Watch would be to put somebody in uh, four points restraint, and obviously that wasn't the case here. There's also the eye in the sky, and I believe there was an eye in the sky in this case, a video camera on him. I, I would think that that would be that would probably be attendant to all of the forms just for monitoring. But yeah, there's also the period of time between seeing something happening and getting there before the act can be completed. So he had those that he was under, and like I said, unless unless you took every piece of clothing off him, these they're going to fashion something. So this is something I want to make a point of. Um, you know, he by taking his own life. He virtually caused another uh, harm to these victims because it is pretty clear that the statute of limitations civilly, it's different than the criminal statute of limitation, civil statute of limitations is probably run. And these victims now probably do not have any monetary recourse to go after his estate because it's very similar to California that personal injury is caused, and this is from actual assault or battery, it's one year from the date of the incident, and then the other one could potentially be kidnapping because he would have taken them on an airplane to a place that they, you know, out of their jurisdiction. And that is the limit. There's no time limit to that, but there's five years. So one year, I th- it might be two. I'm not quite sure from the time that they that they found out, but I don't want to. Oh, in to, California. Yeah, in California. Yeah. And a lot of states, it's two, three sometimes. But, but, but also, anyway. also, Fred, many times in California, I thought for a sexual assault of a minor, it's from the date of reporting, not from the date of the crime. Isn't that true? Well, we don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't practice in New York, so I can't no, say I mean, that. No, I mean, in but... California, isn't that the case? I don't know. It, it, in California, it is a certain amount of time after the individual becomes an adult, which gives okay. them the opportunity to make the report as an adult. I believe it's 10 years. So if something happened when somebody was a minor, they have till they're 28. Yeah, that's the criminal to, statute. For the criminal statute. Right. Well, one other thing I want to point out here, you remember the Aaron Hernandez case that yes. we did? Absolutely. The, the tight end, and mm-hmm. after all the sentencing and before he went back to do the trial, he was found dead in his cell. Now, after that happened, a lot of people had the same concerns that you shared, Denise, about you know justice for the victims, and that was denied. But 
But then the conspiracy theorists came out. Even his uh, fiance, to whom he left a lot of money for the child for his child and stuff, came out and said he wasn't talking about killing himself. Where is this coming from? You know, just trying to imply that some sort of nefarious activity took place to shut him up or to do whatever. And my point on it is this. If that cloud can apply in the Aaron Hernandez case, given the number of people that we know were on the logs and all that, you know that same cloud of suspicion, if it hasn't already, is going to start rolling in on this case, where people start looking at, well, wait a minute, yeah, Suicide Watch is invasive, so how is it that somebody could do that? Is there something else going on? And you know, anybody who's ever seen a plot of any television show or movie is going to think this could be something going on. So we're going to see that stuff coming in too. That, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe he didn't do this, and somebody else thrust it upon him to save their name. And, and well, not just that. He's got a lot of money, and who does. knows what happens if he did want to uh, commit suicide? Uh, you. Want to look the other way, if you know what I mean? Isn't it really just a case of a powerful guy saying to all of his victims and everybody else, "I'm going to be in control at the end of my life"? You yes. know what? I I am the guy in charge. I don't. You guys can try to take away my freedom. To heck with all of you. I'm not going to face you. I, I felt, I'm going to die. I felt like it was the ultimate narcissistic yeah, move. To I, be candid yeah, with you. I can't argue that. Yeah. yeah. De- Denise and I were talking about this just before the show got started. It's interesting. If the scenario was different, so here we are. What is today? The uh, the 11th or 10th. the 10th of August. Jeffrey Epstein is dead by his own hand, so it appears. If this and, and people are talking about it being a narcissistic act and all of that. If the scenario was different, and let's say when they went to take him into custody two weeks ago, he resisted and there was a firefight and a sniper took him out. People, by and large, would be. Well, good for that. Look at the money you saved in a trial, and he got what his. The difference between those two scenarios is the volition of Epstein. This is something he did on his own versus in that scenario, it would be him trying to get away and somebody else took him out. I think that people just have a problem, rightly so, with the fact that he tried to exercise one last bit of control. Well, all yeah. i got to say, it's a conspiracy issue. I still am going to say this. I'm going to think this. How in the world is he allowed to commit suicide knowing, one, he already did it before. He already tried. And already tried. And second, you know he's being watched. And I've mm-hmm. seen those. They've got cameras on. And how do you do that without someone looking the other way? And, again, I'm not saying this happened, but a guy with a billion dollars, I wonder if he could be slit and he has cardiac arrest i'm not look let's do a toxicology report and see what was in his system maybe something was slipped to him well is watch <laughs> so you're theory. trying to raise that conspiracy i theory. am i'm raising all kinds of conspiracy <laughs> so I, I, i'd be not wa- legal i'd be wa- i would be wanting to see the bank accounts of everybody responsible for monitoring him but because... here's another here's another point who are the saddest people on the planet after all of this happened? Besides the victims, let's, I mean, I mean, there's a genuine connection. The saddest people on the planet are Jeffrey Epstein's lawyers. 
Oh. Yes. Oh, that could be. But, uh, you know, apparently Attorney General Barr is very upset, and he wants to investigate what went down here and how he was left alone. I mean, yeah. how did he do it? How was he allowed? So that we're going to see something come out of that, too. I think, I think we're going to talk about that. But, you know, really quick, let's Philadelphia Phillies are suing to keep their mascot from becoming a free agent. We only have a few minutes left. One but this minute, is, yeah, yeah one minute. Uh, Fanatic, you know, Fanatic is a, a cute fun, well-known uh, mascot, and I'm going to I'm gonna do this teaser, and I, and I know we're not supposed to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm running the show. <laughs> I'm going to tease you for the next hour. I know we're not, oh, let's make it one hour so you can just cut it off and not listen to us, but uh, my second hour, we're going to talk about this. This is a three-hour show, and if you can't listen to it, go stream it live on radiolawtalk.com. It's streaming now, and go stream the second hour, but you know what? Let's talk about it second hours, and then we're going to have case or no case, because uh, this is very interesting about uh, copyrights and the time period of when this was uh, set up and they first uh, made Fanatic in 1970s. We'll be back right after this. I'm Fred Penny with Todd and Denise. Who owns the Philly Fanatic? It's coming up next time on Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.